Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Lance. I'm Willie. Today we are going to talk about the Summer Movie Wager with our weekly update and some other statistics and things that are fun. And then we're going to do a quadruple review because two of us here just saw Mad Max. One of us here saw Insidious Chapter 3. One of us here saw Spy. One of us here saw a couple other horror movies. And then uh, three of us saw Entourage. So... We're going to get through all that today and maybe a little bit more. But before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us about the show or the things that we talk about. You can go to at MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram to follow us in those places or search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook, Vine, and iTunes. Uh, MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 130 plus bonus episodes with full show notes so you can skip over the spoiler Terry. And uh, that's pretty much it. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon and have part of your purchase go to us so that we can make our shows and podcast network even better. So please do that. So, Summer Movie Wager. This weekend, Domestically Spy took first place with $29 million. San Andreas is in second with $25.8 million. Insidious took $22.6 million and Entourage took $10.2 million. That's our top four. Uh, the top ten worldwide, we've got Avengers at $1.3 billion. Mad Men, and it's kind of sticking there. I'm, it hasn't moved around. I'm not certain that it's going to beat Fast and Furious at $1.5 billion. So it's kind of, it's slowing down. I don't know if they have any other releases. Maybe territories that they haven't. Uh, they might have something, but do I don't. You, how much did uh, the first one take overall? One point seven. So it's not going to beat the first one either. No, okay. no, definitely not. Interesting. Uh, Man Max is in second place with three hundred fifteen point seven million. San Andreas has jumped from five to three. San Andreas held up pretty well, too. Yeah, absolutely. $289.6 million. Pitch Perfect 2 dropped to fourth place with $250 million. Tomorrowland is in fifth with $170.8 million. Spy is in sixth with $88.6 million. Poltergeist is in seventh with $52 million. Insidious Chapter 3 is in eighth with $39 million. Hot Pursuit still hanging in there with $34 million. And Entourage debuts at number 10 with $21.9 million. Sorry to the D train. You the D train's gone. The D train is gone. Uh, it's left its, the station. <laughs> with its less than $700,000. Um, so, out this weekend, I think Jurassic World is the only one. So, we'll see how that does. I think that's the first one that's going to rocket up this list pretty quickly. Although San Andreas did a pretty good job. Yeah. But uh, we'll see how that goes this weekend. So onto some statistics, we can start off by saying there are 15 ballots. So 15 people. That's down, I think, from 19 last year, but still a pretty good not showing. Bad, not bad. So I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, there were two movies that were chosen for number one. I'm guessing Avengers and Jurassic World. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. There are three movies that appear on all ballots. 
Avengers, Jurassic World, and... Minions? Yeah. That is correct. I didn't mean to jump in. No, you're good. <laughs> there are four movies picked for number two. Jurassic World, and Avengers, and Minions, and... This is the one. This one oh. has one vote. Hold on, hold on. One person. It oh, could be man. you. That person might be at this table. <laughs> oh, man. What is it? Uh, let me look at who it is. <laughs> it's you. Is it? <laughs> what did I pick? Your number three is Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's going to make Number money. two, excuse me. I'm sorry. Number two. That's my number two? Yeah. What am I, insane person? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then let's see. There are five different movies that only appear on one ballot. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, you don't have to guess those. One of those is Spy. Only on one ballot, huh? Spy only appears on one ballot, which I think is fair. It's not doing amazing, but... No, uh, there's still stuff that's going to come out. And... R-rated comedies are tough to... Yeah. I mean, that's one of the ones... Like it, it, it's probably... Especially worldwide, yeah. Tim, it's one of your dark horses. Yeah. So that's the best place to put something like that. And you could have chosen that or Ted 2 mm-hmm. or any, you know, any, any one of those R-rated mm-hmm. comedies, and, mm-hmm. and you never know. Uh, Southpaw, which I think is... Uh, I don't remember. I'm it's not sure. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Boxing. Is that the Jake Gyllenhaal boxing one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was, but then I was like, Southpaw is kind of a, a saw, like a like a baseball term, but I don't know. Uh, Poltergeist, Shaun the Sheep, and Paper Towns. Those all only appear on one particular Shaun the band. Sheep. Yeah, mm. Shaun the Sheep. Somebody's helpful. I like that. Um, there are a few movies that come close to appearing on all ballots. Mission Impossible appears on 13 ballots out of 15. Inside Out appears on 13 ballots out of 15. Yeah, I forgot that movie was coming out. It was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Tim doesn't have Ant-Man on his. I don't. No, you don't. Because I forgot about it. Yeah, I was, I was wondering <laughs> if you forgot about it or if it was a strategic choice, but uh, I kind of figured it, would more, it was more of a strategic choice. So Spy over Ant-Man? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Spy's a dark horse, so it's not like he has that much faith okay. on it. Okay. But uh, Terminator Genesis is on 11 ballots. And uh, Tomorrowland's on 13. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much everything that I pulled out of here at the moment. I might go back and take a deeper look to see if there's anything else significant. If there's any Dark Horses that appear basically on everybody. There's a lot of Magic Mike in the Dark Horses. There's uh, Pitch Perfect 2 in the Dark Horses. So those those were kind of popular choices. Tomorrowland's on there, too. All things that are kind of like... These are unknowns, or I don't know how this is going to do in the summer, but mm-hmm. the first There's a one draw, was but you're not sure how big of a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the current state of the summer movie wager. So, I did include for anybody who submitted theirs electronically, which is basically anybody who's listening, and I don't know, you guys are the only people that would either give it to me by hand or text it to me. But I gave it to you on a, on a little on a sticky pad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they did check. I think everybody checked the box that said, uh, I do consent to this being posted on MidwestFilmNerds.com. So I might actually make a post with everybody's ballots just so we can all see and compare. We can talk trash. You can judge the people that didn't pick Avengers as their number one. I like that. But I don't know. Jurassic World. Is Jurassic World going to make going to break a billion dollars? Mm, there's a lot of hype right now. It seems like the hype is, is getting uh, the, the, response from people that have seen it is pretty positive too so that helps who was the one person oh josh gad yeah josh gad loved josh it. gad really liked it. he's losing his mind over it. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
I like Josh Gad. He's a fun guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about his taste in movies. It just but. seemed weird that like Slash Film was like, here's what Josh Gad thinks. Of <laughs> it's like uh, they posted like four tweets of Josh Gad immediately <laughs> coming from the Jurassic World screening, yeah. freaking yeah. out about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But that's summer movie wager. We can move on. Quick news item. John Bernthal has been cast as uh, Frank Castle, also known as the Punisher, in Daredevil Season 2 for the Netflix TV show. Yes. Willie's happy. Tim? Go get him. Lance? You? There you go. <laughs> That's our thoughts on John Bernthal and Daredevil 2. I'm sure that'll never come up again in the time between now and when yeah, Daredevil sure. 2 gets released. So. Yeah, sure. Daredevil Season 2, rather. All right, uh, we can talk about Mad Max here onto our review segment of the show, Mad Max, directed by George Miller. We also reviewed it a couple weeks ago, so go back and check it out for Nick's and Tim's and my thoughts. Uh, but Lance and Willie, uh, Willie, you just saw it. Yeah, well, weekend. you know, I, I, I don't know. Basically, everybody in the world has told me you have to go see this movie. And normally I'd never review a movie that was already reviewed on here. And, you know, but I, I had a wedding. I had to catch up. You know, I've been a little behind in my movie viewing. So you had your wedding. Uh, yeah, you I had, yeah, I had specifically. the wedding. Yeah. Um, but uh, I finally got a chance to see it. I'm very happy I did. Um, I honestly, if I really review this, I'm going to be just showering it in praise because there's nothing wrong with this movie, in my opinion. Um, the soundtrack is incredible, which I did not expect. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't see that coming for some reason. I just assumed it was going to be kind of a pretty typical, you know, that post-apocalyptic, maybe a guitar riff here or there. But mm. it was amazing. It was so good. Um, Charlize Theron's incredible. Like, the best female character I've seen, female hero in a movie since Edge of Tomorrow, probably. And thank goodness for that. George Miller knows how to write a female, like a heroine, and that's awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. Um... Tom Hardy is really good. Uh, he's channeling some lawless in this, which is kind of funny. Like, it, like he totally, he kind of sounds like 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 Forrest, the, Forrest Bondurant, the Aussie version of Forrest Bondurant, <laughs> um, which is funny to me. But yeah, is that the character's name? Yes. You guys remember the character name? From I, rem- I remember the character's <laughs> name. I did yeah. not. I, I barely remember the title. I'm sorry. <laughs> Outlaws. Outlaws. <laughs> Um, he was really cool. Very, very charismatic. He's got that. Don't that... judge me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, he's very good. I, I, the it's action. also episode two, by the way. Yeah. If you want to go Lawless back. is episode two. Oh, I remember man. what. Or Lawless no. is episode no, no, two? No, 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 no. Cause episode... I went and saw Lawless with Willie. Is it episode one or three? You were on episode two, but that was Expendables. Episode one was Born Legacy. Probably like episode three. I don't okay. know. This is boring. Willie, would you would continue your thoughts? <laughs> You're fine. It's not your um, fault, Tim. It's mine. The uh, the action is insanity in the best way possible. Like I never had a hard time understanding who was where, what they were doing, what their purpose was. Uh, I never questioned any of the the crazy vehicles and the abilities they uh, abilities, but some of the stuff they rig up on the vehicles, like these big giant poles that guys are driving. It makes sense. Yeah. Like it's an incredibly cool design choice and it works so well for an action set piece, but I never once went, Oh, that's just there to create an action moment, like a beat. Yeah. Even the guy with the guitar. <laughs> do for you. The do for you. Yeah. yeah which is insane. Like, like it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Could have been the whole movie. It would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works though. Yeah. You know, I don't even question it. So, I cannot say enough good stuff about this movie. Like, it's perfect. I haven't seen a movie this good in a long time. Like, yeah. it's so good. I don't think there's going to be a better movie this year. Yeah. 
I really don't. I don't. Think I was trying to think about it today, and I feel like the only thing where I'm like, hmm, that's kind of got a chance is probably Star Wars. Yep, that's the only thing that popped in my head is like, okay, well, it's Star Wars, so maybe. Yeah. But wow. Okay. Yeah. Lance. Lance, your thoughts on Mad Max? You had only seen the first one. First Mad right? Max. Yeah. And you watched it with, with me when it was yep. my first time seeing it a couple yep. weeks ago. Yep. So. Yep. And You're not the longtime fan like uh, like Nick like is. Nick, yeah. But yeah. How'd you how'd you feel about the movie? It's the same thing. Terrific. It was just an amazing experience. Soundtrack, amazing. Um action was great. Character is awesome. Uh what what more can you say? It's just like, yeah, Tom Hardy, you know, knocked it out of the park, Charlie's throne, knocked it even farther <laughs> out of the park if they're surprised by she's almost the main character in the yes. movie yeah and i love Very that much. like yeah. it's it's yeah. yeah he's just kind of a little pawn in the whole thing but yeah he just kind of shows up and got a past and then he doesn't talk much and but she's the one who kind of takes the lead i think and does a great job and um just everything about it was was good and I, you know i know some people that didn't like it they told me not to see it and i'm glad i didn't listen I don't really? Know. Yeah, just people. Some people like it's like you know in the Olympics when like there's like the highest score and the lowest scores. You just scratch those lowest scores off because like they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, they're, these are these are outliers. Yeah, exactly. What saying. Yeah, right. they they don't they don't matter. This anyway. is the Lusitania and uh, Luxembourg. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. no offense to any. Any Luxembourgians out there, out there that you have an international podcast. audience, yeah, right? Right. Youp's gonna run over to Luxembourg <laughs> and be like, "Hey guys, they made fun of you. They made fun of your Olympic scoring." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "What the hell? We've been in the average. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, no, it's um, I was I don't know. My, I was worried going in because the hype had been so high for this, like yeah. from you guys and from just everywhere from the universe. That I was like, maybe this won't meet what has been said. Maybe we've hyped it up too much. But it exceeded it. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty big Mad Max fan. I mean, I, well, I'm more of a Road Warrior fan. I like the original, but I, that's one that I, I don't watch very often. But Road Warrior, I mean, and this one feels very Road Warrior. With yeah. A, maybe a little touch of uh, Thunderdome in there. Because mm-hmm. you got to have a little fun, right? <laughs> um, yeah, God, it's so good. Just, just how, how they achieved it. Just all the action. Mm-hmm. And then the character development as well. I mean, like, because you could easily not make the desert, the wasteland, I should say, interesting. Yeah. You know, but they did. And they, like, especially with those scenes at night and everything, it was just incredible. All the color that he yeah. injected into it is, yeah. it's weird for a post-apocalyptic movie, but you're like, this is kind of, mm-hmm. it's really distinct. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, scenes like the when they're going through the swamp and there's the guys in the stilts. Like, just that world building without actually saying anything. Like, just... The yeah. fact that we now know in, in that universe there exists these creepy dudes that walk on stilts. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's just really super neat. So, and the guys who spray chrome in their mouth. Right. Like, that's There's just little like touches. What, yeah. yeah. And it's not fully explained. I don't want it to be. Like you already get an idea of what that culture's like. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whole witness me and all that stuff. It's just so cool. Yeah. And and he really, he's a master storyteller. He really totally. is. He's a master storyteller. And he, he can shoot action better than Anybody I've ever seen shoot action, I think. Honest to God. Like, 70 years insanity. old. 70 years young, this guy. He started doing these movies in 79, and the guy is getting better. Like, like that's <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Like I mean, yeah, he had a couple of happy feats in there to kind of palate cleanse, but um, I, I don't know. It's it's really, really impressive, and I hope that we get another one. Hopefully he's got... I know he's got another script, he's I got think. the script written. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get it. Let's make it happen. Willie, would you call him Master Miller? Yes. Good. 
Yes, I would. That's for Gojo. Um, Master Miller and Commander. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, David Chen tweeted this past weekend. He said, this weekend Entourage and Fury Road are playing. One depicts a bombed out patriarchal future where women are treated like men's possessions. And the other one is Mad Max Fury Road. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From the little comments I've heard made about (laughs) about Entourage, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. No, the female characters are incredible. And it's not just Charlize. It's... it's, um, Rosie Huntington Whitley and mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz and that that whole crew like they're all interesting in their own ways and yeah. it's, it, I mean even Nicholas Holt who's whose character really you should like I mean at the beginning you're like God get this little shit out of here yeah. like yeah. you just can't stand him yeah. but he becomes one of the most really endearing characters of the whole thing he's got he's got one of the fullest arcs I it's think. amazing yeah. it's yeah it's great I don't know if there's I could uh, it's so good yeah. I'm going to go see it again. Yeah. I'll probably review it again next week. <laughs> I, I listened to a, uh, an interview with George Miller and how he mentioned that Charlize thought she came up with the idea to shave her head because she's like, if I'm in the desert, like if I'm in the wasteland, you know, like I probably wouldn't have long hair because yeah. it would just bother me, you know? So she's the one who decided to do that. that was, yeah. And I thought that was just bravo. You know? I think it's just a good like microcosm of awesome things that came together yeah. so yeah, yeah and tom absolutely. hardy not speaking in the beginning because you know he was alone for so long and then finally when he gets around people he doesn't know what to say like that just makes sense you know? yeah so yeah. i mean it, this movie was in production for how long technically forever like 10 years at least well i mean i, I guess i should oh, say but like actual when shooting, did they shoot this movie they shot it in 09 it was shot i think it was said in the interview too it was like 160 150 days something like that yeah long time i think it was it shows they started well they at least started like pre-production back in like 2009 and then it got shot like in between inception and the dark knight rises and all kinds of like insane things for tom hardy too so they pulled it together and the time they spent on it clearly is was worth it and i think he kind of like lucked out on the fact that he caught Tom Hardy on an upswing, and then when the movie actually came out, Tom Hardy's like a big star, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a pretty big star. But. And he signed on for three more. Yep. 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 I don't want him to just shovel out Mad Max movies, though. I mean, I don't want that. I think this franchise has kept its its quality up for the most part because of the length of time in between the movies. So yeah. I'm cool with them waiting another five years to put out another Mad Max. Like, I can wait. But yeah. I want it to happen. Yeah. And George is getting older, so like I'd like him to do another one before. Totally. You know, I hate to be that way, but it's true. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on Mad Max Fury Road for the second time. Tim. You both like the Dufourier, right? Hell yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Uh, the, I forgot the guy who plays him. He's like a one, like one name. I don't. Know. Yeah, I can't. It's, I it's think really he's silly. a he's a musician of some yeah. kind or something like Must that. Must have been a. I think I listened to the podcast when you guys it was like a heavy, like a heavy guitar. Like it's just, you know, he's just yeah. suspended from the speakers oh. or whatever. And he's just <laughs> holding this big ass guitar with the flames coming out. Yeah. <laughs> that, just, that, I mean, that was really shooting flames too. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Yeah, man. I'm going to hot toys do for you. Oh, all the hands. With, with a little diorama. Yeah. yeah. All the hands. <laughs> Imagine all the customizable hands you get. That's so creepy. That hot I would buy a Max Hot Toys figure, though, for sure. Totally. Without a doubt. Totally. Whether it's Mel what about, or... What about Furiosa with, like, her arm? That'd be badass. And, and prosthetic. I'd, I'd do that. Like that. I'd buy... Um, uh, what's his face, too? Um, the uh, lead villain. Morton Joe. Morton Joe, yeah. Joe, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Glad you got to see it. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for uh, letting me do this one time. Yeah, I, you needed to see it. I was like, I, you can't, I'm not making you go see Entourage over seeing Mad Max. I so. had to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Tim. 
Besides hitting the microphone, <laughs> what, what have you been doing this past weekend? Nothing. I've just been hitting the microphone. Now, Insidious, uh, I would say what the tens, the 2010s tend to be more like supernatural horror. Oriented. Yeah, I saw Insidious. This we weekend. get kind of post, um, post J horror remakes, and then post J horror, post original. torture porn. Yep. we're kind of in a supernatural kind of like fun house horror with like the paranormal activities and sinister. Getting back into some almost the um, the Hammer stuff. Yeah, it, a lot of it feels like yeah, yeah, and I like it. I like I prefer it to the stuff in the two thousands um, so far. And Insidious is the one, the series that I think I like the most. The first one is. The first one is when we complain about remakes, just remaking things, I always think, like, why don't you just make Insidious, like what they did with Insidious? Because it basically just rips off Poltergeist. It <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. But it puts enough of a spin on it to where you go, okay, I can live with that. Yeah. You're like, why don't you just do that? Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite of the three. It's actually my least favorite of the three. Um, the first one... The first half plays it very straight, and then it gets kind of weird and silly in the second half. Have yeah. you seen it, Lance? No. Oh, okay. I've um, seen one you, and two. Have you seen one and two? Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it the same team as Saw and The Conjuring? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So. I like the first one. I, I mean, it's weird because some of the stuff they introduce in the third act of of the first Insidious, I really enjoy the concepts, but I right. think the execution's weird for me. Right. Yeah. So. And, and that's kind of why I like two better. I liked two a lot. Um, I loved two. <laughs> did you? I did. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, um, Patrick Wilson is amazing in part two. Absolutely, he played like it's. There's a shot in part two where Patrick Wilson is menacingly standing in the doorway. That is the funniest shot <laughs> ever. It's so good. Um, but two, I, I prefer two because it kind of it jumps into that concept right away, and it's a little sillier, but it's sillier from the start. So the tone is better for me. I remember or, commenting on how cool it was if it did the Back to the Future style thing of incorporating things from the first movie into the second movie, actual footage from like, the first movie, footage, and just writing the story around like those events. Like I really loved that. Right. So I, you know, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing three, but it's just it wasn't like at the top of. I'm not. I saw Entourage before I saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't rush out. I mean, this is probably a wait for DP. Okay. I mean, this and three is directed by the writer one Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wrote the first. Or he wrote Saw. He's Wan's writing partner. He's yeah, frequent yeah. collaborator with James Wan, and he's um, the guy who plays the. Um, one of the the camera like, or tech crew guys, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. I don't remember their names. Uh, they have a name. Know. The go, the paranormal investigators. They're in this one. They're back in this one. Good. Uh, along with Lin Shay, um, the older woman. I think her name's Quinn. I always blank. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, this is this. It's it's a prequel. It takes place yeah. before the events of the first one. It suffers a little bit from that. Um, but. It's it's good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, it's it's got enough scares in it. It brings back characters from the first two, okay. um, including characters from the the further is the kind of mythology that they've built okay. for the other side. Um, it's cool. Once again, we it, not very few movies have a heroine that is in her sixties or seventies mm-hmm. as the lead character, and she's awesome. <laughs> like she's she plays. Um, she plays a little bit more of a broken character in this one. She's getting over the loss of her husband. Her name's oh no, her name's Diane. I think. Am I Elise? right? I don't even remember. I'm just making up names now. I do Are not pay about, attention to characters. Talking about Lin Shay. Lin Shay, yeah. She, her name is Elise. Is it Elise? Yeah. Okay. I'm just I make up characters. I was way off. 
<laughs> I just go with their actor, actor and actress names. But this kind of goes into um, it follows a fan, a family who has l- recently lost their mother. So it kind of plays into the, the whole kind of saw thing, where terminal Ill- illness kind of plays a factor in it. So it kind of fits along with um, the themes of their other movies. Okay, James Wan I think has a f- kind of fun cameo in it too. He shows up. James Wan, uh, Willie and I decide, is the king of making movies that are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yep. He you're really just, is. Like, you get done with the James Wan movie, and you're just like, that was pretty good. You're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a dig at James Wan. Not at all. Yeah. No, I think that's a lost art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. Um, in the end, it's kind of sweet. Oh, and I, there were a group of, like, two or three, like, 14-year-old girls in the audience. <laughs> and it made me realize, like, this is because they were just screaming the entire time. And I used to, like, used to be like, why don't you shut up? Yeah. But then I was like, it's kind of fun. Like, because this is the intended audience at this point. Yeah. So I, I had fun with it. Um, This is probably my favorite of the modern horror series, I think I've decided. All right. Very cool. Yes. So, Tim, what else have you been watching? There are two more. It was a good weekend. That's part of the reason I went out. I watched so many movies this weekend. This is a good weekend for horror fans. There yeah. are two new um, VOD releases that are both pretty good. Okay. Um, they're VOD and they're in theaters, if you want to go see it in theaters. One is called We Are Still Here. It's kind of this weird um, like Italian horror meets New England horror like thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a, from a first-time director. I forgot his name. <laughs> Uh, but it stars a lot of like genre favorites. Barbara Crampton from Reanimators in it. Lisa Marie, who's been a bunch of Burton movies. Larry Fessenden, who's like a uh, he's like a cult director. Um, Directed by Ted Guggenheim. Ted Geoghan. G e o g h e g a n. Ted or Ted Ted. I don't know. Okay, well. Ted Joe I don't know. People have the internet that listens. Yeah. They can IMDb <laughs> it, and then they can pronounce it the way they want. Yep. <laughs> um, um, it's good. It's basically just a ghost story about a small town that's hiding a secret of these ghosts, and they have to sacrifice of the, the two. The family moves away, kind of a remote cabin in right. the woods type deal. Ghost haunt them. It plays a little bit fast and loose with the rules of the ghosts, yeah. but it gets really, really fun in the last twenty minutes. All like right. really gory. Um, the other movie I saw was called The Nightmare. And this is the most, um, it's about, it's a documentary about sleep paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, has anybody ever had sleep paralysis in this room? Like, I, I, no. I've experienced like a very mild case of sleep paralysis. Right. It's terrifying. I've, Explain. Basically, it's, you're paralyzed. Like, I've had it to the point where I've woken up and I can't like move my jaw or like well and i like i've i've had thing i I remember very distinctly the last time that this happened to me i was at my parents house they were camping and so i was kind of staying the night and keeping an eye on things and um no i lived there at the time so yeah Mm -hmm. what am i talking about uh so i had left the door open my my room my door open in my room, which I usually didn't when they were home, but I was like, I'm just gonna leave it open so that I can hear anything that happens. And uh basically I woke up at one point in the night feeling terrified and felt like I could see a shadowy figure in the door, but I could not do anything about it. I could not move my body, I could only see it with my eyes. And and so like it it's sleep paralysis. Like I could not move at all. That was just Right. That's what happened. 
And so I think when you look into sleep paralysis, it, it kind of ends up being like some of the possible explanations of that are just like certain parts of your brain are deactivated. And it also kind of um, one of those parts is the one that uh, like your threat detection center of your brain is off. So like you mm-hmm. can be frightened by certain things easily in that state. But, but are you sleeping? Were your eyes open? My eyes were open. And, and like, like you were you you're you're technically awake, but yeah. you're. All of your faculties are not with oh. you yet. Okay, so like the only thing that's not turned off. It's is like your brain. A, it's almost like a reverse sleepwalking in the sense of like when you're sleepwalking, your uh-huh. brain is still off, but your body is active. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know right. So the nightmare. This follows about seven or eight people. This is more extreme cases of people who have had it since they were kids, and people who still have it, and it. it they all seem to have the common experience, like Alex said, of seeing yeah. like a shadow man. They call it. It's pretty much what the basis of a Nightmare on Elm Street was. Mm. Yeah, kind of and also co- something that a lot of people equate to um, alien abduction. Alien abduction. Yep. As well. So. So and what he does, and this is the guy who did um, the Shining documentary, Room Two Thirty Seven. Oh, that yeah. guy, Rod- Rodney Asher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So he does it in a way, and I really, I really like that too because. Uh, Room 237 is basically just a bunch of loons talking about what they thought of The Shining. And I found that way more interesting because it's really it's both of these movies are a plea for almost like open mind being open minded Mm -hmm. towards these things. Because it this movie at no point tries to answer what exactly happens in sleep paralysis. It just presents the story and says, well, listen, this is what these people think is happening to them. So who are we to say? That yeah. it's not like one person finds religion because of it. The other is just like, it, it's all on the head. The other person's like, maybe it was aliens. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of, it doesn't judge. And I dug that. And he stages these reenactments of like the shadow people. Yeah. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's the scariest thing because he stages it to where they're asleep and they can't move. And like the shadow man and the, another thing people see is like a giant black cat mm. over them. So it's really interesting. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I, I would definitely check that out. All right. Very cool. Um, so you, you think both of them worth the VOD rent? Yeah. Um, in fact, I think they're both only like five or six bucks. Sweet. On Less Amazon than a Prime. ticket to the movie. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Tim, for doing actual homework for the podcast. Unlike anybody else, uh, Lance, <laughs> right, Lance, right. Lance would have done the homework if I would have told him about the homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw Spy, too. Yeah, and you saw Spy. Oh, oh, I'll be quick with this. Yeah. I'll be quick with this. I saw the number one movie in you America did. this week, good and job. I'm happy it was. Certified fresh. It's yeah. Certified, yeah, it's really good. It's really funny. Um, Melissa McCarthy is someone who can wear thin, I think, if she play, plays a uh, a broad character, but she's more or less playing the real person in this. It's basically, it's a spoof of spy movies, but it's a spoof in the way that Hot Fuzz is a spoof of cop movies okay. or small town movies um, in the way that it still kind of works as a spy movie. It's basically what would be um, Jude Law plays James Bond and she's basically his money penny in a way. And it would basically be like, what if money penny had to go out in the field? And she, Melissa McCarthy really kind of plays all of the characters she's played in one movie, hmm. but it works like they keep giving her the CIA keeps giving her, it's funny, they keep giving her cat lady outfits to go undercover in. Okay. And in a weird way, it's kind of a commentary on her career. <laughs> like, like They're just like, why don't you play this weird cat lady? Because there's no way you could pull off being glamorous or anything like that. Because 
you don't look like the normal actress yeah. that would be in that. Um, it's it's funny the supporting cast is amazing in this. Yeah. Um, Jason Statham mm-hmm. is he's not a revelation. It's just Jason Statham gets really lazy because okay. he's not. But he basically plays Jason Statham in this movie, <laughs> except he's completely incompetent. And I want to ruin a joke because I think it'll sell the movie. But All right. At the beginning of the movie, they introduce him as a character. He just really he thinks the face off machine from face off is real. <laughs> and he gets really upset with the CIA when they won't let him. Use the face-off machine, and he, storm, he storms out and quits the CIA, and then he ends up following Melissa McCarthy around the entire movie That's as, like, amazing. a rogue agent. Yeah, I laugh. I laugh for, like, ten minutes because of that joke, the face-off joke. Um, and Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. Um, he basically plays uh, Pepe Le Pew in this movie. Beautiful. <laughs> so What a beautiful marriage of... It's really, really funny. Um, Allison Janney's in it. 50 Cent is in it. Wow. All the good stars. Wow, Rose Byrne. How's Rose, Rose Byrne is really good. She plays. She plays kind of a bitch. Yeah, and I like her. I like her a lot. Her yeah. and uh, her and Melissa McCarthy have a really funny interplay between them. Tete a tete. Yes. Yes. It's a Paul. Um, is it Paul Feig? Paul Feig. Paul yeah. Feig. It's a Paul Feig movie, so it's it's two hours long, <laughs> and a two hour comedy can wear. And but it, so in like bridesmaids is also like probably about ten or fifteen minutes too long. Yeah, this is this is the same thing. It, it can kind of wear at times, but it's consistently funny and it's in its own way kind of a sly commentary on Bond movies. And I'm happy it, it beat Entourage by three times as by much money. quite a bit. <laughs> All right, well that's Spy. Uh, I kind of wish that we reviewed that movie a yeah. little bit, but you know we'll we'll. I missed Entourage, man. I had to go see it. All right, yeah. All right, so we should get into our review of Entourage. Uh, we absolutely will be spoiling the TV series, I presume. We will probably spoil the movie in this review as well, but there's not a ton to really spoil, I would say. So I'm not too worried about it. We can try to shy away from some of the heavier thoughts at first, but we will not be doing a distinct spoiler break for this one. But uh, Entourage is directed by Doug Ian. Uh, or Doug Allen, Doug Allen, yeah, yeah. Doug Allen, um, starring Adrian Grenier, Kevin Connolly, Jerry Ferrara, Kevin Dillon, Jeremy Piven, and everybody else who was in Entourage, uh, Haley Joel Osment, and uh, Billy Bob Billy Thornton, Bob. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, recent additions, additions for this film. Um, the synopsis on IMDb says: Movie star Vincent Chase, together with his boys Eric Turtle and Johnny, are back. And back in business with the super agent turned studio head Ari Gold on a risky project that will serve as Vince's directorial debut. What a wordy, I don't know why I always say that. So, uh, I've seen all of the previous seasons of Entourage. Lance, you have seen all of the previous seasons of Entourage. Yeah, I'll say all with an asterisk because first season probably I wasn't so into it. But then after that I was dedicated. Okay. Yeah. Tim, you've seen a season and a half of Entourage. That's generous. <laughs> I think I've seen... <laughs> you've seen a few select episodes seen, from the first two seasons of Entourage. I had a roommate that binge-watched the first two she- seasons when I think it was in college. Okay. And I caught most of some of that, and then I kind of caught bits and pieces on HBO the rest of the way. Okay. So, so Tim wasn't a huge fan. I basically started the the show started feeling like a guilty pleasure to me after season three mm-hmm. and then lance i don't know exactly if you can sum up your thoughts on the series in like a line but um it's just uh it's there's not 
how how can how can you talk about entourage without just saying like it's not it's not serious it's just very inconsequential what happens in it but it's fun and it's fast and i think we need that in 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 our entertainment there you go all right so uh lance i don't know if you want to start what did you feel about the entourage film uh the entourage film so um we start you know pretty much a week after the events of season eight entourage and when i say season eight of entourage sometimes i say to myself wow it went for eight seasons (laughs) (laughs) it went for eight with a with a with a two-part season three Mm-hmm. And like you, you think to yourself, "Wow, not much really happened in those eight seasons. <laughs> how how the how how, the, how they pull that off? There's like ninety some episodes, mm-hmm. and because Entourage was just your. There were some times when you would watch Entourage on HBO, and they would say previously on Entourage, and there was not one scene from the last episode because the last episode <laughs> meant nothing to the overall plot. <laughs> like it was just it was like that. That was that it was that kind of show, mm-hmm. and it was. It was, it's, I said fast because like, it was like a 22 minute 22, show yeah. and it just went right by you yep. and like, you know, and that's kind of what I like about Entourage too. If, I, if there's one thing that's a negative and a positive at the same time, it's that it's fast and that there's always movement. There's always people talking. There's always jokes happening. There's always women walking by just <laughs> all over, yeah. all over town. <laughs> and, um, you know, no matter where they, where these guys are going, women walk past them mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just uh, so when I came when I come to the when I came to the movie I like I said I missed Entourage because I like the show and it's it's fun and it's and the characters are cool so coming into the movie I mean I expected more of what I saw in previous TV seasons and that's what I got yeah and um, there was some stuff which they tried to pull off as serious drama drama. <laughs> um, um, but uh, it wasn't, and in the end, I I kind of I can I can make an argument for some of the serious stuff in the movie, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's an insider Hollywood movie. These people, they have money. They throw money this way. They throw money that way. They're having fun. Whether this happens or not, like whether this movie gets made or not, doesn't matter to some of the people in the movie. Yeah, which is kind of what I guess Hollywood is like. I mean, because um, do you know the producer Adi Shanker? Yep. Uh, so yeah, he 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 did an interview talking about like why Dread Two is not going to be made or something like that because like Dread Two didn't make Dread the first Dread didn't make money internationally and he's like he he said one line he was like if a movie makes money internationally it could be a piece of crap movie but it's it's a success if it makes money internationally so like that's kind of what Hollywood it is it's like all about commodities and like it's not it's about a money art. Game. The money game, exactly. I mean, what were we talking about earlier? Some summer movie wager about how much money yep. each one's going to make. Not yep. the quality of the movies. I mean, we did say Mad Max is going to be the, the best movie of the year, which, I mean, that's going to be that's, that's going to be a tough one to beat. <laughs> yeah. But it's about money. And, um, I mean, that's what that's what this, this movie is about, too. It's about money and spending it, having fun, you know. Getting a new car when when you you need more money for your movie, right? Like like so, there's something that happens in the movie where they they ask for a bigger budget, and then instead of getting a bigger budget, they get a brand new concept car <laughs> delivered to the door. Yeah, you know. So like, there's just that's it. see this money right here, just throw it in the air. Yeah, whoever catches it. I've always whatever. felt weird about that disconnect of like, oh, we need like twenty more million for our movies. Why don't they just put it in themselves? Like. Some of those people, you're like, you have enough money to do it, but you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right, Tim, what'd you think about the Entourage movie film? 
Um, I was never a huge fan of the show. I wouldn't go as far as to say I hated the show. Okay. Um, it just never connected with you. I understand, uh, I understand the charms, and I, I agree with Lance. It is very breezy, and when it works, it, it's, it can be a very funny show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never able to latch on to any of the characters, but I don't necessarily know if you're supposed to. I don't know. The one I like best is Ari, who, the, the agent, the Jeremy Piven character. And I do like in this movie that they completely drop Vinny as the main focus. And maybe they do later in the seasons anyway. Because he's. I mean, it I starts always, to head there, but yeah, Vinny. Vin, you Vinny's, find out that his entourage is more interesting because Vinny's not very deep. No. Um, other than, like, I don't know, he gets, he gets addicted to drugs at some point in the show. And. I don't know, but he's always positive. Like that's my that's my thing about Vince is that he's always positive and he believes in his bros. He yeah. believes in those guys. So that's what the show is about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so. I like that. and I and I like that. And I, it's boy though. I mean, <laughs> it, I, it was never as it, it's two hours long or an hour and forty five minutes. And it's, uh, yeah, it's an hour forty five. It's never really consistently funny. I think is part of the problem. I liked looking at it as kind of a black comedy, like a kind of a dark comedy of these people that, I mean, these are people in their mid thirties and forties. And I just went, this is kind of sad. <laughs> Some of it. I mean, I get partying it up. You got a lot of money, but it's like 10 years into it now. <laughs> like these people, have, these people should have more problems. I think. Um, yeah. The actors aren't Kevin Conley's awful. God, he's bad. Thank you for saying that, because oh. like I, no one else comes out about saying that. I don't. He he's not. He doesn't have any good delivery. No, that care and that character, who in this movie is a womanizer. He has sex with three women in this movie, essentially, yeah. and two in the same day. And there's no charm to the guy. And he would have gone for three. Yes. <laughs> and we'll talk about how bizarre that yeah. entire, his entire arc in this movie is hilarious. Oh. It's, it's very odd. And it's, um, that was the part. Then that's kind of the stuff. The Hollywood stuff in this movie is, is a lot of fun in a yeah. way. I mean, that's the most fun I had in this movie was following Ari around trying to get more money. I think, I think Ari Ari Gold and Haley Joel Osment's character are the two strongest thing about this movie for me. Yeah. And I I like the relationship between Ari and his wife because mm-hmm. they're both kind of assholes, and I appreciate that. Yeah. that's And I think that's probably the, uh, the problem I've always had with Entourage and the problem I had in this movie is I think these guys are kind of assholes, and I can handle that <laughs> if it's like, Ari, I'm not really supposed to relate to him. Yeah. I'm just supposed to appreciate his assholeness. And... I don't do that with the other guys. I'm just kind of like, Ugh, really? <laughs> well, that, yeah, and that's fair because at least Ari's Ari being an asshole leads to results in terms of furthering him and the people that he cares about. Mm-hmm. But drama, like being cocksure about everything, gets him nowhere. Yeah, and E being a womanizer has nothing to do with his career, and he just treats these women terribly, even though he's like the innocent guy mm-hmm. and it's it's it, really it's weird sleazy. Yeah, well, yeah 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 he's like he's like the he's like the nice guy when it comes down to like turtle's probably the only other one that it's like turtle drama i like turtle yeah i like turtle mm-hmm. yeah they kept calling turtle they're like hey you've lost a ton of weight you fat you fat so yeah. <laughs> i never thought he was that fat he, he, I, like, I mean he was he was thicker but he wasn't that he had a couple turtle. extra lbs That's yeah not a big deal no. but no he did de- he definitely slimmed down yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean congratulations yeah. but you know yeah 
Um, no, do you have any other? No, I mean, if you, uh, I was able to follow it fine. Even though you haven't seen all uh, of the, I haven't seen. Like I said, if you've seen the first two seasons, these characters don't really grow. Yeah, <laughs> that much from the, the Ari Mrs. Ari thing that was explored in the whole season. Yeah, okay. like that's probably the only real development that happens at some point is things with mm-hmm. Ari. Mm-hmm. But so my my kind of real, I didn't like this movie. Oh, no, I didn't like this movie, and like I said, like once I got past season three of Entourage, I was kind of guilty pleasure pleasure slash hate watching it because it really it got tired to me that it was just like, is Vince gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, Vince is gonna be all right. Oh. Like that just to me got really tired. Even things through like Medellin, Medellin goes south. Yep, like things go bad, mm-hmm. but they recover from it. Of course, somehow. Vince gets addicted to drugs, but he recovers from it, of course. That got really boring to me. And I feel like I still saw it through. I still, I think, enjoyed spending time with at least some of the characters. Ari was always my favorite in the show. And um, I was happy in the finale where when it finally felt like they were pushing these people in new directions. Vince was getting married, which as a celebrity marriage probably won't last. So I can fault them dropping that one quickly, but Ari becoming a studio head. That was, I I wanted to see him stretch his wings in that way. And in this movie, we really only get to soon deal with being the studio head for one particular movie. And that's it. It's that's it. Yeah. It's very like granular parts of that job for him where it was fun seeing him build his empire and agency with Barbara and like all like mm-hmm. that was what I loved about Ari was watching him do all of that and accomplish those things. Mm-hmm. And so just to kind of see such a granular focus on him and the fact that he like retired from it at first and now he's coming back. Whatever. E marrying Sloan, like I was happy about that in the end because I was finally like, you know what? E E is a nice guy or he can be and Sloan was the person that he really loved and you know I wanted them to be together and then they're divorced mm-hmm. at the start of this movie mm-hmm. that's disappointing mm-hmm. and then you like you're, you're uh, I, don't, I can't even get to that part yet they kind of yeah. wrote themselves in the corners they, they, yeah. they wrote well they wrote not only like what I feel like happened is that they took these people and Started sending them off somewhere new in that finale, which is interesting and kind of something that you might do sometimes, I guess, especially if your characters don't go anywhere over eight seasons. Pretty much, yeah. For the most part. But the fact that they came back to do a movie and rolled all of those changes back, except for maybe Turtle. Turtle Turtle's the only one. Johnny's getting close to success or has some success in that final season. Yeah, And then when it comes back to here, you're just like, okay, Johnny's a bum again. Yeah. It's really disappointing to me that I don't get to spend any time with these characters actually growing or doing something new. That's what I would want out of a movie. And I think if you're going to make a movie out of something, you're going to continue this series. You should follow through with the former ideas, even if you feel like you painted yourself out of what it used to be, because this movie should be a different monster. It should not be an hour and 45-minute episode of Entourage. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. with uh, uh, listener David Steele saw the movie with us, and he was basically just like, they took a season of Entourage and told it Com- in, yeah, compressed in it. an hour and 45 minutes, yeah. and that was probably too long, mm. which is really stupid and disappointing to mm-hmm. me. Like, yeah. I feel like 
I don't know. I was sad that we didn't like some of the moments that I really love with Vince earlier on was like um, seeing him on set and working with James Cameron and like the Aquaman movies mm-hmm. and getting ready with the screen tests and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he's directing a movie, all we see him do throughout here is just sit and say that it needs more money. Like we don't get to see any of the yeah. movie being made. We get to see shots of it in the Piers Morgan story, but that's about yeah. it. And it's disappointing to me. Like, I want to see Vince growing into being a director or failing at it. Pick one of the two, but show me one of them. Don't just give me this weird nebulous, oh, is the movie good or is it not good or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Do you remember uh, when they did the Medellin behind the scenes thing? Like, you know, like with the documentary interviews and stuff. That was this movie with Hyde. Yeah. And... And like you, and actually, you bring up a really good point because like it was always preparing for the movie, and then the finale would be him going to do it. Yeah, like with Gatsby, yep. with Martin Scorsese, and uh, Queens Boulevard, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, like so they they kind of betrayed themselves. Totally. Yeah. Like it, it feels like they took that as like this is what we're going to do different this time, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. stripped it of any worth to me, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah. Like it would have been more interesting to me to kind of tell that whole arc. And oh my god! All right, so we're gonna we're going straight into spoiler <laughs> Let's do it. here. This movie ends with Johnny Drama getting in getting in uh, a golden a, globe, a golden globe. Yeah, and we don't yeah, really four get to pivotal know, scenes. Yeah, we don't get to know anything about the movie that got made. Like obviously, it's got critical acclaim, but what happened was it like? I, I think the, the the movie was a big problem for me because the the hide the, the movie hide film, um, yeah. Um, Vinny makes yeah because they talk about it like it's some great masterpiece work of art but the shit that they, show. they shouldn't the, sh- the show is so stupid yeah like it's really the opening to like um blade like, yeah <laughs> it's this like and with bad with bad effects and yeah it, I, yeah they would have been better it's off the rave scene in the matrix reloaded yes. yeah and why why did they show it i don't know <laughs> And then, and then, like you, you see like Ari's face and like smiles, and I don't, I don't know if he did that, but uh, just in my mind, I'm remembering it like that. And then, the, then the next morning, he's like, "It's a masterpiece." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know? And I liked, and I would have, I, I thought the way they were going with it at first when they showed it, and I went, "This is kind of stupid looking." Is there was almost kind of a cynical take on it, like this isn't a very good movie. This can make a ton of money. I like that. Like, yeah. I like that idea, but then they but they don't play it like that. No, they play it like a work of art. Yeah. And. For a movie that's so smug towards anybody that doesn't live in California, um, like this movie is, it was just a weird route for me to for it to take. I I would have liked it better if it was a little meaner. Yeah. To be honest with you, where they said, yeah, the the yokels are gonna eat this up. Yeah. They're gonna love it. The you Weinstein know, Company. The, uh, uh, we gotta release a different <laughs> cut for, you know, Harvey. What was his name? Harvey. Uh, uh yeah. Weinberg. Remember. Yeah. Maybe, something I, like that. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, obvious nod to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. No, I. The well, Golden Globes, yeah. I mean, because when I saw, like, I was I was with a friend when I saw it, and he and he turned to me and he was like, "Like, are the Golden Globes? I thought the Golden Globes were a big deal. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, they, yeah, they kind of are, but they they often like will sneak one like a Pirates of the Caribbean in there, yeah. or like a, like a musical that's not very good, but like into the, the musical woods. comedy category yeah. ends up yeah. affording mm-hmm. lower uh, quote unquote lower art. I don't right. know. I don't. I, but it's still just kind of like a, to me, putting that as the button of the whole ordeal, that was the thing that I cared about the least. Mm-hmm. I don't care about drama. 
fine if you want to make the conflict about oh the kid i don't it, like it was so much not even about drama like drama wasn't even really bad in the movie even when he was supposed to be taken out because it was just Haley Joel Osment's character being like, I don't like this. I think you should take it out because I mm. hate you because you're going to sleep with Emily Ratajkowski. They uh, they really seem to think that Emily Ratajkowski is a huge star. Like no, 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 gonna... no, 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 that she's very hot. Yeah, no, she's very hot, but like, <laughs> yeah. they mentioned her name a lot. And like, I was just kind of, I have a passing familiarity with her, but like, <laughs> like they, they act like... The way they mention her name, they're like she's Julia Roberts or something. Like she's some. Uh, yeah. I don't, well, now that she's been in Entourage, you know. I guess it makes sense within the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But. Can we talk about Kevin drama? Yes. Ke- Kevin Connolly. Yeah. Uh, Kevin drama. Ken. Yeah, right. That should have been his name. <laughs> so can we. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I want to talk about the entire story. Okay. He's introduced and he is broken up with his. Former flame it is pregnant. Yeah, they they got divorced. Okay, he did, he did, did they get married on in an episode? They he I, proposed. He pro- they uh, went on a plane. They went on a plane at the end, but I can't remember. Yeah, and I don't like. I don't remember. He slept with her stepmom. Yes, so, again, womanizer. Point. <laughs> at yeah. some point, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's. Uh, I mean, that's strike one. Yeah, for him, and then he. We're introduced to him. I think the first scene is him having sex. No, he he comes to the boat with oh, Vince okay, and that's everything. Right. Yeah. His ne- his first solo scene is him having sex with a very attractive blonde woman. Yes, and they they break up, but they decide to remain friends. They're like, sure, yeah, yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're done, but we can still ma- maintain our friendship. And then later on, Johnny drama slips a. Molly, Molly into this his water. Bit of Viagra. Molly and Viagra uh, cocktail. This is also really funny. This this entire thing that it takes place after season eight. Yep, they keep making references to things that are popular in 2014, <laughs> like Ronda Rousey and Iron Man four. It yep. must have been. Well, you know, I think they held out. All the guys held out for more money, so I think the script was written. Okay. And then all, everyone held up. For, which, why shouldn't they? You know? Yeah. I kind of... No I one mean, wanted an Entourage movie. <laughs> in a way, I kind of appreciate the sloppiness of it. Yeah. It's like, we'll just start it. Who cares? Um, so, but he gets a Molly and Viagra cocktail, and then he has sex with a, an attractive brunette mm-hmm. in the same day. Then he meets his wife for some sort of Lamaze class yeah. in the park. And they talk, and she's like, I want to... Like, nobody understands... Like, pregnant women, we're horny all the time. Yeah. He's like, I'll have sex with you. <laughs> I'll but, do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would fall on that grenade. <laughs> Emmanuel Shariki. So she's like, follow me home and yeah. have sex with me. And then he's like, and she's like, I know you're clean. And then he's like, well, I'm going to do the E thing and be super honest about everything. Yeah. Even though I shouldn't. Cause I'm yeah, and he tells her, he's like, I had sex twice yesterday. It's like a... It's yeah. like a it's like a brag. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and then she well, she leaves in a huff. Mm-hmm. And then she drives back and she says something to the effect of, I'm still willing to make it work. While he's on the phone figuring, finding out that his blonde woman might be pregnant. It was the most insane character action I've ever seen. It was horrible. It's like, it immediately- I'm supposed to feel bad for this guy. And I'm supposed to understand why this woman would want to still be with us. Yes, which is infuriating. <laughs> it's infuriating. It, Not to mention that, like, Sloane, to me, is the most attractive woman that has been on the whole show. Yeah. Like, in the entirety of the show. And 
E is like the least deserving person out of all of them, except for maybe Johnny Drama. I don't know. <laughs> I want to talk about Johnny Drama. Too. We'll get to him. But it's just such an insane and totally not understandable yeah. Yeah. arc for E and ultimately so inconsequential and meaningless. But it, but then they try to tie in a bigger meaning at the end when it brings all the boys back together because they're like, this is a child. Bro. This is our baby. This is our baby. We're going to raise it. Uh-huh. Like three men and a baby. Yeah. But four, five. <laughs> five. Not to mention, the thing that I was <laughs> weird about that is that he just has the baby. Then Ari shows up as Vinny figures out that he's that Ari gave up his job that he resigned in order to get the money for the move for to finish Hyde. Mm-hmm. And then they're all walking outside talking about you just had a baby. Yeah. Why are you leaving I oh. That was that part was They gotta walk, dude. That's what Entourage <laughs> is about. Okay? It's walking and the camera walks backwards, capturing them walking. Right. And then women walk past them in the opposite direction. <laughs> that is Entourage. And then uh, Vinny has like a half smile on yep. his face all the time. Yeah, uh, but that was the moment where, like, because up until that point, I'm like, "This is breezy, kind of fun," and then I'm like, "No, this is the dumbest thing." I, yeah, like, stop it. And then uh, Johnny Drama, yep. who would be like an equivalent to him in the Hollywood world? I guess Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to believe that Kevin Dillon, Bo Bridges. Okay, Bo Bridges. Okay, let's say Bo Bridges. Uh. uh, uh, uh uh, who else? Chad I mean, Lowe. Who? Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe. Who's in the movie. Yeah. Chad Lowe. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Johnny Drama has sex with a girl who has a husband or something, and the husband finds a... Wait a minute. No, it's, isn't it a cam girl? Is it? I don't know. Like, it's... It's weird. Is that... Because ca- well, he meets a girl at the screening. Is that the same girl, though? I think so. I think uh, it's supposed to be. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So... He finds a tape, uh, like, Johnny has sent this girl a, a video of him masturbating. Yeah. And the husband finds it and puts it online. Uh-huh. And it blows up. Yep. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, this woman's watching it in her office. This took me out. This is a really silly thing to take me out of the movie at this point. But, like, what kind of people are watching this man masturbate? And I can't, like, does anybody want to watch Bo Bridges do that? <laughs> or Chad Lowe? <laughs> Nobody would watch that. Yeah. I mean, there are people that would watch it, but this has reached, like, Housewives. Yeah, it was it, that. I was like, "What is I going don't know. on?" We don't I watch TMZ, and there's usually like, yeah, like car chases and stuff like that with like celebrities or Justin yeah. Bieber spitting on somebody. Like, I don't think masturbating. No, I mean, <laughs> we, we don't. We don't live in L.A. though, Tim. I know? understand. Oh, I believe me. I I can see this blowing up at certain <laughs> sectors, but this was a worldwide phenomenon, yeah. uh, and I was just like, "What's happening here?" But maybe I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We know. live in different times. <laughs> Tur- turtle, want to go on to turtle? The turtle was okay. The turtle was okay. <laughs> the turtle, I mean, turtle was fine, and I think it would have been. I mean, it's an okay arc. It's one of those things that, like, it would have been fine for an episode. Seeing mm-hmm. drama getting into his head to screw up his opportunity with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, but I don't know. Turtle was nice. I like turtle. Well, I liked Ronda in this movie too. Yeah, she, was yeah. she did. She did a good job. I mean, yeah, she's a. A real person, yeah, yeah. and uh, not just stuff like a like a mean faced <laughs> drone as she is in Fast and Furious yeah. Seven, and, yeah. and it's know. cool. It's cool. I mean, like with celebrities, you know, like how do you have a celebrity relationship? You know, yeah. And immediately he thinks, oh, she's not going to go out with me. You know, it's probably what a lot of people think when yeah. they see somebody who they think is out of their league. But 
you know, they're pretty down to earth when you talk to them, which I guess. But was she near the end of the movie? She didn't, she wasn't at the wedding, was she? Yes, she was at the wedding. She was at the wedding. Yeah, they okay. show a quick shot of her. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. I, we could talk about one other thing real quick. All the um. <laughs> See, I love I love this movie because there's so many cameos, uh-huh. and I know that they're cameos, but I have no idea who the person is. Sometimes, I know sometimes nothing, I know yeah. nothing about sports. <laughs> So uh-huh. like anytime somebody who was a sports figure showed, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to know who this guy is, yeah. but I totally I recognize don't. a few football players, but they um, they were like, I know, I know a few of the other ones, like, but yeah. most of those, I was just like, to me, it just so felt totally lost. Every celebrity me. cameo, I think they all just had a variation of saying "fuck you, Ari." Pretty, pretty much. much. The, uh, the Liam Neeson one was the funniest. Oh, it yeah. Maybe the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. You you missed the Kelsey Grammer one. No! I went yeah. to the bathroom and missed you it. Went they the were bathroom. so fast. Faster than in the show. Because yeah. like when you had like James Woods come on the show, he was like there for an episode. Yeah. Or Bob Saget, he was yep. there for an episode. Okay. But these cameos were just What was the Kelsey Grammer miss. one? On the, uh, as Ari and Mrs. Ari are on their way into couples therapy, Kelsey Grammer's walking out and he's just like, oh, it's, it's already fucking done if you're here your marriage is dead blah 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 and i don't know like it was just it was really super cynical on marriage kelsey Grammer, which i don't know he might have just it, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't an actual uh cameo maybe he was just at the couple <laughs> therapy <laughs> they were like they hey you, he walked onto the set yeah. well like the Busey thing wasn't a cameo that <laughs> yeah. was just yeah, Busey was, was there and they're like all right roll the camera <laughs> yeah um no the cameos were fun in in a way, they're fun, but, and I think a lot of people were like, "This movie's overloaded with cam- cameos," but that wasn't an issue for me because I don't know most of them. Then, mm-hmm. well, that <laughs> it's just like who's that? Really? Oh my god, there is a part where they go into because uh, I was a bit gonna make a joke about how all the celebrity cameos just look into the ca- like Mark Cuban just stares into the camera, but there is a part and I laugh so loud where. Um, Connolly looks directly into the camera right before the Roundy Ronda Rousey fight. Like he looks kind of hungover, and he just stares directly <laughs> in the camera, then stares back. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah. the un- way that they had that scene blocked out, they had the camera like right by Ronda, so yeah. it almost made it like if you were looking at Ronda, you were almost looking in the camera because like Kevin Dillon the whole time was like looking <laughs> in the camera. But I, I thought there was one part in particular where he kind of like looked at it and then looked away. Man, man. <laughs> I was just like, well, it was, like, it was the only usable take they got. <laughs> But I don't know. I, to, it, in general, with just the stuff that we've been talking about, I can't even be like, well, the score. How was the score? There's no score. <laughs> was the I like the, I like like, the Jane's Addiction, addiction thing. Yeah, what like the fr- that, f- that weird <laughs> Pharrell cameo where he's like, oh, Pharrell showed up to the screening and I'm not going to show the movie, so I'm going to throw it over to Pharrell. How about he performs? And they start yeah. playing his music. Yeah. And everybody's like doing that. But. There's no implication that he like got up on stage to perform it, like no. any of that. At that party, I, you know, I saw all the girls dancing like by the pool, like just a sea of girls, yeah. and like not not one guy around. And just, I was like, I was like, is this MTV Hotel California, like in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. like MTV Spring Break, yeah, the MTV grind? Spring Break, yeah, oh. yeah, right. Like, like they should make a grind movie. I don't know. I mean, I guess we don't live. We're in the Midwest, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we uh, we don't. Oh live. no, I fully believe that. I mean, I can see that. This is a proper depiction of Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio has these parties yeah. all the time. So, yeah, that's what they say. Vince is not Mark Wahlberg, a, right. a re- representation of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I totally buy it. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, good for them, but. Yeah. Us plebs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. 
I mean, I, I like boats. Yeah. I'm a big fan of boats. <laughs> so what's the what's the the big crux of this movie is Haley Joel Osment being offended that he's butt hurt. Butt hurt. That, yes, that's the technical term. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is butt hurt that yeah. he doesn't get to to yeah. sleep with Emily Ratajkowski. And you know what? That might be like Doug Allen writing saying like. Oh yeah, all these dudes on message boards, all these guys doing podcasts. Oh no, he told Fuck that. you. <laughs> oh no, you he will told never that. get to have someone like Emily Ratajkowski, despite the fact that you have millions of dollars still. And I like that. I like that, but I want him to go full in. Yeah. Like I want at some point, like a character to just scream at the audience. Yeah. That, but it, it kind of it never really does that. Yeah. It's not me. What I'm trying to say is, it's not mean enough for me. Yeah. Like when I see yeah. this, I want it to be meaner. I want it to be like a Coen Brothers like dark comedy. You want it to have that like like a burn. Bird, Birdman was kind of mean. Okay. And 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 maybe if this movie had a little bit of venom behind it, yes. But that's never what Entourage really right, was. Right. Entourage was a bit of it's. Entourage is way more of a circle jerk than it is like <laughs> yeah. a like well, a yeah. criticism. Well, or honestly, critique. it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like an old school sitcom where the characters are static throughout but you come back every week because you like them you like hanging out mm, yeah. and that's fine i, I like that. i mean that's why all in the family was popular yeah and because i mean they never really changed but i don't want to see an all in the family movie you know what i mean so i, I do so i'm, I'm definitely um, <laughs> i might be disappointing my english teachers but wasn't the iliad all about a woman too like the war of the trojans trojan horse and all that stuff I, Wasn't that over a woman? Helen of Troy? Helen of Troy, maybe. That was all over a woman, too, right? That was a whole war. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is this is the Iliad. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah. Entourage is the Iliad. It's, like it's an homage to the Iliad. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right. But that's, but, a, that's a valid comparison, really. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I mean, that would, I don't know, it would make me upset if I was a spoiled rich boy, too. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, it kinda, they kind of they kinda don't... Um, Disregard it because Ari kind of embarrasses Haley Joel Osment. There's consequences yeah. to it. So they're which, finally right. There are consequences. Which is it's not good. just yeah. everything's going to turn out okay for us. Except for when Entourage the movie two comes out and it's <laughs> like, oh, Ari's the studio head at another studio, <laughs> yeah, so right. he can do the same stupid shit that he was mm-hmm. doing previously. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing is I think I feel like they're like they're great. They were great at getting to points, especially like when Medellin was like who Harvey, whatever his, the Weinstein mm-hmm. uh, allegory or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He, he was like, I'll buy Medellin for a dollar. Cause that's all you're going to get for it. Mm-hmm. Like they would get to these points at the end of seasons that would be like, this would require some change if we committed to it. And then they never stuck to it. Mm-hmm. So the idea that towards the end of the movie, Ari has to give up being a studio head in order to let Vince have this win. Mm-hmm. I think is great, but you don't get to live with it at all. Cause it's mm. like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then it's like, Oh, Johnny drama gets in, gets a golden globe. And then the movie's over. Mm-hmm. There's never any living with the consequence consequences in entourage. And to me, that's what's interesting. Like it's, I get it. Like it, maybe it's Seinfeld and everybody like George is George. And he liked George because he's George. Maybe that's what they were going for. But I feel like, if you're going to go and incorporate these struggles and things for these people, have them change them, have them have the people transform. Like that's, 
That's kind of the point of it to me. If you're going to have nine, eight seasons of a TV show and a movie, let these people grow. and Especially know, a movie. Let my people grow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's tough because if you saw them grow, I think you'd tune out. I mean. I did, no, I, I agree. I think yeah. the audience, a lot of the audience that Entourage had, if they started to yeah. grow, I think they would probably lose them. That's, that's They'll be fair. like, oh, is Vince now just doing independent movies? Oh, Cool. That's to- that's <laughs> completely fair. That's yeah. where a lot like it's risk. Those are risks. Yeah. That is like that. Those are some of the things. Like the season of Arrow, certain things happen, and I'm like, I don't know if I like this that much anymore because these things have changed. I understand that. I totally get it. I totally get it. Maybe I'm. Maybe my. Maybe my dislike is just anger at myself for spending. All <laughs> Were you of in that the therapy time. session with uh, Ari? I Mrs. probably should have been. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah. That was yeah. a funny scene. I like that. Yeah, that was the, I, like Ari was great. I liked. I've always liked Ari. Ari was. Yeah. Ari was pretty solid, and I think I think Haley Joel Osment does a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's I, that's two in the past year, two performances. Yeah. He's in Tusk. Yes, he's in Tusk as well, and I've I, I've like I I like Haley. He Joel changed. Too, he yeah. changed. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gets he gets a kind of revealed. It's not necessarily a change. No, I'm talking about his just his whole persona, his whole like you know oh. going from Sixth Sense. Yeah, all he's the way kind of this. making yeah. it out of that finally. So, so like, I mean, go go up to anybody who like the Sixth Sense, and they'll be like, "Oh, is that that fat kid now?" Like, you know, like <laughs> they totally just they rag on you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see more Haley Joel Osment. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. He does more, even though his face seems weirdly very tiny for his head. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He looks fine with the sunglasses on, but when he takes them off, it's honest, it's weird. Anyway. He talks about movies that he likes in the movie. He's like, you know that Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. five guys, it's all like working together, yeah. like something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what that was supposed to They get all five of them mean. together and like the, because what does he say? He's like, hey, ben, yeah, I loved you in, in Aquaman too. And then it's like, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. All them superhero movies run together for me. Mm-hmm. I love the one where they got all five of them together or something <laughs> like that. Billy Bob Thornton's like, I've never seen a movie that I uh, invested in. You know why? Because I don't care. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just won the money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what else? I mean, we can talk more about Ari, I think, because he, he uh, always, like, Running somewhere, he's not like running. I don't want to say Ari, run, but he kind of hops that's, before he fast that's walks. The, <laughs> that's kind of the Ari thing, yeah. like yeah. Okay. like depicting Ari is always he's in a suit mm-hmm. and he's running somewhere or frantic. Yeah. Somebody said no suit today, Ari. I remember yeah. that in the, one yeah. in the movie. One of, one of the cameos. Yeah, one of the one of the. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember what he was from. I can't, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was one of the yeah. one of the random. No suit today, Ari. But no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. So comedies, I was thinking about, we took, um, Nick and I actually took a romantic and sardonic comedy class in college. Yeah. And there was always something about, um, at the end of comedies, there's always like a wedding or a baby Yeah, to kind of like celebrate life or celebrate people coming together. And you have both of those things in this movie. You have, uh, <laughs> you have the baby, yep. Sloan's baby, Ryan Murphy. Um, and then you have can, can you be more original and then you have the Lloyd's wedding the gay yep. wedding where Ari has to walk him down the aisle and there's it's hilarious when he asks him he's like Ari will you walk me down the yeah. aisle and then, and then he says something which I don't know if I want to repeat yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, you know 
So, but those those are very small things in this movie. Yeah. Even though it's an hour 45, they're still like kind of like we're getting okay, we're going to get to the wedding, we're going to get to the baby, but first let's do this dumb threesome thing with these two girls who used to be roommates. And oh, then, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. yeah. Where they say in the dialogue, this was pointless. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I looked at Tim and I was like I held my hand up to the screen. I was like, "Yep." <laughs> But I don't know what the what the goal was there. So she, so she lied about being pregnant, being pregnant and this and girl lied, lied about, about having an STD. Yep. And then E is relieved, and then they just go and walk away. Yeah, they're like, "What? What did you think you were gonna get out of him by telling him that it was all a lie? Like, didn't you want to make him sweat a little bit? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, which I thought that was a little bit of tension for the movie, which was quickly dissipated. Yeah. Because nothing can go wrong for these people. Yeah. <laughs> There's a funny, uh, I don't know if it's college humor or funny or die, but it's a, it's a spoof, like making fun of Entourage, where yeah. they, they just mount up these like terrible things that are happening, but then it all works out in the end, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, uh, Vince, Vince had a sex change, and this character is supposed to be a man. Oh, Vince, Vince uh, got back to being a man. He could do the movie. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just weird stuff. That's like, the show. Yeah. That's all the show <laughs> it's is. It's just a rising tension, and then forget it. Yeah. And I feel like this movie spent a ton of time building and building and building. And then the wedding is technically like a credits bumper. Yeah, that's a bummer, though, because I, the, um, the Aryan is his assistant relationship. Is, it's great. I love that relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that kind of would be a nice character moment for everybody. Ari, Ari and Lloyd are fantastic. Yes. But I don't know. That was a throwaway wedding moment. I don't, it's, I don't know. I don't know how much. He marries Greg Louganis, a he sports did. star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Jewish wedding. Were they together in the series? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't okay. think so. Lloyd only ever dated, um, what's his name from Mad TV? Uh, it wasn't, it was, a, it was a character. It wasn't the real guy. Who, who, who's the guy on Mad TV? Um, is that, it Michael something? Michael something, yeah. Um, is it Michael McDonald? It might no, be Michael no, McDonald. No. Michael McDonald was on Mad TV. Yeah. But it was, Tall guy? It was like one of the more popular guys from Big Guy from Mad TV. Will Sasso? Will Sasso. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he was a writer, and then him and Lloyd said Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and right. then Ari came in and butted in and totally like showed what that guy was really about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, I think that wraps up our thoughts on Entourage. No, anything? I mean, it's still a fun movie. It's fun if you if you yeah. watched all eight seasons of Entourage and you want a little more, yeah. go ahead. But any problems I have with it, I I don't care because they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I knew, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Like I kind of figured, but I was still like because I hadn't watched any trailers or anything. Not necessarily because I avoided them, but just because they weren't really like playing that money for this movie anywhere, and I just didn't end up watching. I. Was still disappointed in the idea that they roll back from the from the from the finale from the changes in the finale yeah. just to get them back to where they've always been. Yeah, that to me was a bummer, and and I I wish they would have done something different. There was a line in the final episode, nearly the last line, where Vince kind of kind of looks at the camera and he goes, "You ain't seen nothing yet," and I guess with this movie we did we we saw we it already all saw before. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know what you think about the show or the things that we talk about. At MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. 
Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook, Vine, and iTunes to find us in those places. We are on MidwestFilmNerds.com with all 130-plus bonus episodes and full show notes for those, so you can skip over the spoiler Terry and the nerd drivel if you wish. Uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Please shop there when you go to shop on Amazon so we get a little bit of money from your purchase and we can use it to make our show and network better. Uh, there's an episode of the Midwest Game Nerds coming out this weekend. Uh, we went over our top 10 games of last generation. So the PS3, 360, Wii generation that includes some PC games that we talk about as well. So please check that out. And next week we are going to review Jurassic World. Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World. So stick around for that. But thanks for joining, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully see you both again soon. Yes. Yeah. And Kyle X Y, go watch a movie.